Kareem Manuel here. How you feeling? Welcome, welcome, welcome. This is episode one. Glad you're here. Make sure before we get into anything, make sure you like and you subscribe. We appreciate that so much. The We Are The Ones podcast is brought to you by We Society. But if you're interested in sponsoring, holla at me in the DMs or something. We make sure we get a space for you. You feel me? Um, I'm excited about this episode. I'm going to be excited about every episode, but this episode is special. My first guest is my brother, uh, co-founder, business partner, friend, uh, all the way. I don't want to say where you're from. I'll let him do his own intro. But my man, Yusef Corley, what up, my brother? Yo, yo, what's up? Yeah, yeah. What's up? What's up? Um, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome, my, my guy. How you feeling? Man, thanks, bro. Thanks for bringing me on. Yusef here from Winter Park, Florida, representing Central Florida. Oh, my God. Oof. My man, stay repping. I got to, man. I, know I got you do. to. I'm I back in the South after departing in 2009, been in the DMV area across the nation, as well as abroad over 50 countries and five continents. And so now I'm Dang. making my way back home, being back in the South, yeah. being in Atlanta for the past nine months now. How much how much longer do you got here in Atlanta? Or we'll get to that later. Yeah, we'll get to that later. <laughs> we'll get to that later. Right now, wait, almost 300 days in. Yeah. And so just the journey to be at this point, it's like, wow. I didn't know this would be home, but here I am. Yeah, so when I started We Society, it was just me. Uh, and I did that for about six years, seven years. I had a um, um, an investor come on uh, and a partner named Dan. Shout out Dan, what's up, uh, who helped. And... That was great, and I learned a lot, and I kind of fucked it up. And so now we got Yusef here, who um, who has joined forces with me and really helped take this thing to the next level, and I really appreciate it. And, you know, we're going to get into all that, but before we do that, I felt like it would be cool if we just drop in how we drop in. So just a, a check-in, um, you know, what are you present to right now in your heart and in your body? And if you could encapsulate maybe the last month or two, um, in the story of a cartoon, which cartoon will represent your life over these last couple months? Whew. All right, let me go ahead and thank you for inviting that check-in. Yeah. I'm gonna take a breath. You start checking in. Ooh, in this moment, these butterflies are out there. It's like the butterflies of, of moving forward. It's like it's not, I'm not anxious. So I'm very much excited for this. It's the We Are The Ones podcast, episode one, you know, really just kicking off the season again. And so the cartoon that I would relate this to would probably be Tasmanian Devils coming up. It's mm. like just the constant spinning, the shaking, the, Definitely I, would, like I would call it even somewhat destructive, even though he knew what he was doing. Uh, <laughs> Uh, but yeah, to say encapsulate, encapsulate the last two months. Well, I mean, we what moved warehouses two times. Um, we have an online store. Uh, we 
running the storefront. We have employees, right? We're putting on SOPs. We're trying to figure everything out. And you know what? It's going fucking great. Like, we're actually killing it. And also, I know for me, I'm learning a lot. And while I'm thankful for these opportunities, part of me, I'm finding myself to be stressed. Stressed in a way that's like, oh, I haven't experienced these challenges before. And I feel very much capable but I'm also just aware of that tension, how it's playing within me. So I know that we have some sections later that we'll talk about practices that we use in our lives, but I am present to that stress. Yeah. Now, thank you for that. You feel complete with that? Yeah, I feel complete with that. There you go. That Kareem checking in. Uh, Yeah, I feel excitement. I'm present to a lot of excitement. Um, I'm happy about who we're doing this podcast with. Um, Shout out. um, I'm happy about how things are going. Uh, I've moved personally, left one home, moved to another home. I'm a cancer man. I got two kids. Anytime I got to move that around, that feels wildly uncomfortable. Um, and if I could relate it to a cartoon show right now, I would say these last two months, I feel like, yeah, Spider-Man. It's like when Peter Parker first got bit and just like learning the fucking powers and like, oh shit, I can climb the walls and how do I do that and should I? And then Uncle Ben dies. And it's just like, I gotta be more responsible with this power. That's where I've been at mm-hmm. these last two months. It's like, how do I use this power for good to be responsible? And so with that, I'm in. All right, man, talk to me about how you got here to Atlanta, how you got to the We Society. Um, was it part of your plan? You know what happened? How, if, <laughs> from the from your best recollection, how did we get to this moment? Man, oof, so many places I could start. Here, I'll go back to 2020 when I first met you. Uh, we were at a men's training event in maybe about 90 minutes east of San Diego, and I remember <laughs> what was funny about this is that. At this event, everyone would say, oh, you must be with Kareem. And so I'm minding that I'm a black person who was there from the DMV area, D.C., and Kareem came from Atlanta. And so a lot of the other black participants were also from Atlanta. And so Kareem bringing the coalition from Atlanta to this event, uh, a lot of times I was being brought into that group, but I've never met Kareem. And but I knew I needed to go meet this brother because just the way that he was bringing his medicine, he was leading a lot of the, the drum circles. While I didn't attend one, I did see you. I knew this is someone I wanted to meet. And so, yeah, we came across each other later in the year. I think you were in Hawaii and I was speaking to you on the line. I'm like, okay, this see his brother continue to show up. He's working Hawaii. on himself. I forgot about that. Yeah, yeah. So you were there doing your own training. I was also working on myself as well. And, uh, yeah, just kept seeing you in the same circles. Like, okay, you're at the events that I that I enjoy doing. Yep, so yep. Like, if this man's continuing to show up, I'm showing up in those ways. It's like, all right. Now, moving forward to 2022, the same organization that we were a part of, we ended up doing a collaboration with them. And that was called the uh, We Are Sacred. Uh, what was it? We Are Sacred Sons? We Are Sacred. Just We Are Sacred. Yeah, the We Are Sacred. Yeah, yeah. And um, with that, what was great about that is that's my first chance getting able to work with you on a large project, right? It's like we had a time commitment. Uh, we need to doing all get the, the emails, designs, like the emails, the whole marketing right? campaign. And I've never worked with you in this way, nor did I know the way in which you work, right? Mm-hmm. But you had a team, you had a couple of interns, 
Uh, and you were running it. You were up to two o'clock, three o'clock in the morning. And the reason why I noticed is because I was there with yep, you. Yep, yep. Uh, and we were having the most fun. And so from there, I was like, okay, this is a brother that I can work with, like a partnership or friendship, being able to drop in deep in the men's space, right? Like really tap into the heart, like what's alive, not only with yourself, but with your family, with your your relations. And that meant a lot to me because this is, was a place that I couldn't connect with in the corporate realm that I was in previously. It was very transactional. And while that can be okay in certain phases of life, yeah, where I'm at as an adult black male is like, okay, can I connect with other adults in life and build real relationships and not ones that just an ends to a mean, which I was previously used to. So you asked me, how did I get to Atlanta now? Uh, tell the truth. Yeah. All the truth. <laughs> okay. It's all right. All right. Saucy. All right. <laughs> But yeah, let's go back to 11-11 of last year. We were getting ready to go to an event, the Dharma Glow, the Glow Up. Uh, got the call in your living room at the time to pull up to Pont City Market. Yeah. I remember you call you saying uh, this was maybe a call that changed your life. And yeah. I was sitting next to you. We were having a cacao ceremony. And at the time, my uh, an ex or a partner of mine was there. And this is someone that lived in North Carolina. I actually was selling my home in D.C. with the intent to move to North Carolina. So on 11-11, I was still moving to North Carolina. I mean, my storage, my warehouse is all set up there. Half of my belongings is there. My sleep number bed, and I do miss that. Shout out to sleep number. Uh, help me with a new nah, bed, please. Cut the check sleep number. We're going to leave it. <laughs> okay, there you go. There you go. <laughs> but yeah, so I was originally planning to go to North Carolina. On 11-25, right, that's when our storefront opened up. That's the day I realized I was no longer going to North Carolina. I actually uh, ended the relationship. Well, not really me. The yeah, relationship, it, yeah, it ended. The relationship <laughs> ended. And, and for me, it was a surprise. I was aware that hmm, I'm calling them challenges, but I didn't really feel as though they were challenges, but that there were discomforts mm -hmm. that were present. I was selling my home. I wasn't working at the time or bringing in the income like I previously had. And so the day that we opened up the storefront on 11-25 Black Friday, that's the day that the relationship ended. So I remember when I was, Kareem sent me a list of inventory items to input on our Shopify website, right? And so I have tears going down my eyes. I'm typing it in. I'm like, I'm, you know, working through the emotions and actually really feeling the separation and the grief. And for me, it's become more instant. Uh, you know, I was like, okay, and I know I'm feeling the grief within me. And I got shit to do right now. So I'm going to hold on to it. I'm going to acknowledge it. But like, I got to get this stuff in. We yeah. open up a storefront in Pont City Market, which is a Huge deal. If you're in Atlanta, you know about Ponson Market. If you're traveling to Atlanta, you know about Ponson. We got the call to be in there. Yeah. And so, yeah, I knew I wasn't going to Charlotte on November 25th. So the next week when my house sold on December 2nd, I was down in Atlanta. Yeah. I remember what I remember about that time was like all the shifts and changes because we also had a event we were throwing that weekend of December 3rd and 4th. Yeah. And... You were down here, you had your own grief, but then December 3rd, my dog died and we were all at the house and Jonathan was there and Nick and, and Kobe is my dog's name and he just died like super unexpectedly. Um, 
But I also feel like that time I like, really locked it in. I was like, okay, well, my focus is going to be on this um, and all my energy is going to be there. And now, now here you are nine months later and how you feel? You feel like it's been great or what? <laughs> <laughs> That's what the little me say. <laughs> Shit been crazy. Shit been crazy. And literally all the best ways. I like to think of it as a, a firecracker. Yeah. Um, we've had so much reach and, you know, we had Tony Jones pull up, right? We brought her here for a meet and greet July 28th and 29th at our storefront in Pond City Market. We went to Panama to meet with Dr. Eris Latham and right now have a retreat that we're planning, right? So it's like we have a lot of things that we've done in this short nine-month period while running our storefront. This is my first time in retail and our first time running the storefront, and we've been doing that successfully for nine months where we just renewed our lease there, right? So it's like, yeah, we're doing a lot of things right. Uh, also, just the challenges, right? This for me, coming from a corporate lens, a corporate And I'm workforce. not corporate at all. <laughs> at all. <laughs> uh, but what you, not even but, it's just that your form of leadership and style has been great for a lot for me to learn from, from coming down from D.C., right? And being in Georgia, being in Atlanta, what I needed to learn was just to shut the fuck up. Like, I don't know the culture here. I don't know the workforce here. And to it's better for me to adapt and to learn to witness, because that's a skill set that I hold, rather than pointing the fingers and saying what everyone should be doing. So I, I received a lot of great medicine just to witness the pace and, and just also to receive gratitude for those the way people are showing up. Yeah, I love that you said that. Uh, for me, when I was when I was transforming and growing, I remember telling myself, Kareem, you don't know how to be healthy. If you did, you would be. I need to shut the fuck up. I need to listen and learn with my life in a real way. And that was the beginning of what I feel like has become wisdom for me um, and uh, healthiness. It's like people don't care how much you know until they know how much you care. Mm -hmm. And if you can't show that care, if you can't show that concern in a tangible way, then yeah, all the direction. But then, you know, you got some sauce. So it's like, once that happens, then the trust is there. Now you can say like, this is the play. This is what we're going to run. And everybody listens and just goes. So that feels good. I want to, um, <laughs> no, I love them, man. Like real talk. I, I love our employees, the we reps, the, all the ones that we've had, this year, mm -hmm. man, have they really called me into leadership and to ways to better communicate? Because they'll tell you, they've been telling us what they need. Like, okay, how can, you, how can I be more clear? How can I provide a standard operating procedure so they know what to do when they get in, right? A lot of things that I used to assume that were normal or everyone should do, like I can't assume that. And uh, so, yeah, I really do love our employees. Me too. <laughs> what do you feel like you learned about yourself and connection to them? Yeah, I truly believe that everyone is trying their best. And so what I've learned for about myself is when I have a clear vision as far as like goals, like, okay, what's my daily target or how many people am I trying to interact with this email, email sign-offs, right? When I have a goal or a vision or a target, it makes it easy for me to now gauge my day or plan to, to get towards that. So with 
our we reps have helped us with, what you also have helped me with is setting that intention, setting what the plan is, setting what the objectives are. So that way I can manage better towards that. Yeah. And also help to funnel the message down as well. Yeah. You know, for me, man, I've learned. Like people don't know where this is coming from. They don't know where the money's coming from. They don't know where the opportunities are coming from. Like some people are just looking to like work and just make their money and go home. And the more that I feel like we can share the mission and call them in to the mission has helped bring in more dynamic um, experiences between the showing up. Cause like I, I know how many hours something costs to make something happen and then how many dollars and then who's putting in the dollars and then what I'm sacrificing on this end. And so it's been a challenge uh, for me as a leader. It's like I lead with so much love, but historically that love has led me to getting played sometimes. And so when somebody calls off an hour before it was supposed to open, um, you know, there's part of me that goes into the, the capitalistic brain. It's just like, this can't happen. And how do I make sure this never happens? Uh, Or, you know, I got a flat tire or whatever, but then, the human side is like, I, I know what it's like to get a flat tire at the most inopportune time. And when I think of we, that's what, that's really what this is about yeah. for me is like how many, how many places where you can go to work where somebody's going to actually give a fuck about your humanity yes. um, and leave that on display and to recognize it and honor it while also calling you into something higher and greater and to like, stabilize your life if it's unstable and all those type of things. So that's what I've been learning. Um, I want to know if you can, if you want, you know, you can share just about your time in Afghanistan and anything that you learned on that process that you're using here. And then I got a couple questions about stuff you're doing day to day. Yeah, absolutely. So rewinding back to 2011, this is now two years removed out of FAMU, Florida A&M University. So I graduated in 2009 and I was working for a defense contractor um, in DC. And I had an opportunity to take a role as a finance manager position in Kabul, Afghanistan. Actually, it was a supervisor position. And yeah, so I flew out to. <laughs> <laughs> you know, job titles are important, right? Job titles, supervisor, manager. Nigga, you in Afghanistan yeah, yeah. handling money. Yeah. That's all I care for, for real, for real. So, yeah, what does that mean, right? Yeah, I don't know. Um, <laughs> as a finance manager in Kabul, Afghanistan, my role, and so I'll just share really quickly, was to essentially provide the guidance of the program operations from a finance and monetary budgetary perspective like are we making money out here or not and if we're not what are the opportunities that we can seek out to make more or what are some things that we need to cut out and so that was my primary role and then i also got to pay the local nationals so let's remind back this is 2023 right now i'm 36 i was 23 in kabul afghanistan i remember uh going to the bank in armored cars because uh, right when I got to the airport, they, the Afghan National Army had AK-47s. And this is my first time seeing sub, uh, submachine guns or light rifles like this. And so, uh, <laughs> yeah, but I also didn't have any fear because I know that I had nothing to worry about. How much about. were you paying these people? Like, so you go in to the bank, armor cars. Yeah. 
AK forty sevens and stuff. Yeah. How much you? How much we talking? Yeah. Ten thousand dollars. Oh man! So the locals were getting maybe three hundred dollars each. So we maybe had like two hundred on site, but two hundred what? Local nationals. So, okay. So this would be when I say local nationals, this would be Afghan nationals. Okay. Yes. And so we'll be paying them like three hundred US dollars for two weeks worth of work, and for that country and that work that was a really good salary there so just just like a scaling so mm-hmm. now me being 23 years old getting 100k from the bank to now make these payments and flying from Kabul which is one province to Herat which is another province within Afghanistan which is a four operating base so just think of a desert with a flat desert and then you just put a box there and that's what a four operating base will look like and I'm on a plane with just one pilot and a co-pilot on a 26 passenger plane just by myself carrying the money. One, why are we wasting our money on this? But two, yeah, I, I did that. <laughs> 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 but yeah, so yes, being able to have the opportunity to pay local nationals and also receiving a hundred K, right? As a young black boy growing up in Winter Park, Florida, I didn't come from money. Yeah. And so that was my first time also holding that much money and feeling it and seeing it and touching it to know what that was. And so I knew from that moment at age 23, I'm like, oh, I'm going to have this again. It's going to be actually my money. Mine. Uh, not that I'm having to hand out to everyone else. And so, yeah, that was just an early experience in Afghanistan. You asked me what I learned, really, that I could go anywhere in the world and just, just be open to wonder and exploration. And my one aspect that I thought of Afghanistan was just a war of terrorists. And I realized that was what I saw in the news all the time, the news cycle, the newsreel. That's where I was pulling my media and information. And once I got there, I'm like, this is, it snows here. It snowed up to my chest. Uh, I did not know that it snowed in Afghanistan. I came from Florida where it does not snow. Oh, man. I was not prepared not at right? all. At all. Uh, but again, once I saw snow there, it just changed the way that I looked at the world. Like yeah. how much, other things do I not know? Like what else that I thought was a truth that I'm realizing it's not. So yeah, I really take that openness, that wonder, that excitement with me in all my travels and all my um, work commitments. And that's what I'm taking back with we as well. It's just like, what else can we create? What else is possible here? Yeah. I, I feel like that's what, that's one of the many things you bring to the table. Um, and it took me some time to get used to it, but that idea of like, are we making money here? And if not, what can we cut out to make more? Um, I'm such a creative, I'm such an emotional, uh, and when I say emotional, just like the emotion of it, does it feel good or not? Yeah. Um, and so having someone go with the, the questions of like, Hey, yeah, we, we're bringing in a certain amount, but are we actually doing well? And then do we need to cut this out? This person's taking this this 15% and this is taking this 3%. And when you add it all up, we're actually losing money when we sell this. We need to cut that out. Uh, as growing a business, that helps a lot. And I wondered, like, where did that come from? Was it natural? Was it innate? Did you nurture it? And as you share more stories of the, your experiences, it's provided a lot of insight to me. And to, and in my uh, living, this is one of those times where it's like, oh, I need to shut the fuck up <laughs> and, and listen and learn. And it's helped us grow a lot. Like, there have been times where I felt like, oh, we're doing really well. And on, I guess at first blush, it is. But then being able to dive in deeper to behind, the, to behind, seeing what the real numbers are saying and saying, we could be doing so much better. We And that provides space to take care of people even better, uh, take care of ourselves and take care of people who are connected to it. 
uh, much better. And so I, I, I appreciate your experiences and that you bring them so readily. Um, I want to ask. Wait, real quick. Shout out to all the Excel experts out there. This is this one's for us. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my God, man! I should be getting on my nerves. <laughs> like, does the shirt look good or not? <laughs> is it hot or not? And it's like yes, yeah. but yeah. And it's, but then I'm learning. Like, okay, yeah. we can't do it now, but we can do it in four months, yeah. and we can see it. Yeah. And my friend Brad, Brad, if you're watching, you were the first person to get me ready for this level of of uh, money management and engagement. So thanks a lot. What what books are you reading right now that really help helps you? I know when I come over and I see all the different stuff. Um, that you're diving into, what books are helping you right now as you are not in um, your home? You weren't planning to be here. You've been here nine months. Who knows how much longer you're going to be here? You jumped in. You're helping with this business. I would imagine uh, being in Atlanta and we talk about like dating life and like for me, like not really having much time to date. What books are helping you? Or if there are any books, what what tools, what strategies, resources are you using right now to help you find your center and keep focused on the mission? Yeah, during my workout today and over the past week, I've been off and on with listening to Never Split the Difference by Chris Voss. Uh, it's a negotiation book um, it explains about a, a lot of real life situation in which this FBI negotiator would u- utilize what can be deemed as business or negotiation practices uh, on you know everyday situations and so what I really enjoyed about the practices or some of the methodologies in this book is to really just like utilize my voice and and the way that he would bring it through it would just be in a way to like directly identify one, what is it that I'm looking for and finding a bridge point between, hey, your ideas, Kareem, and then also my ideas, like, okay, where can we find a common ground to bridge this together? And uh, for me, something that, uh, well, it's a pattern of mine that I will often find challenges in, in, in any form of relationship is not, it's like sacrificing, but to a point to where I'm hurting myself. Yeah. And because I could take it like, oh, I know I can carry it and I've yeah. always done it, but I also can just use my voice and ask for what I need. And so the practices of just negotiating, not just like I need to win, is more of like, here's everything that I see. And here's why I can't make this yes or make a decision about this is because I got to decide if I'm going to pay for this vendor or this subcontractor, pay for these inventory items, right? So it's helped me just to be able to inform, better articulate the situation uh, in a way that can be synthesized and allow you or Man, another don't be to don't be FBI it. negotiating me. <laughs> just tell me, just just do like you've been doing. Just tell yeah. me what's going on, yeah. you know. But I love that you're learning that and use it on the people, and that's cool. Like we can win, but let's just keep me regular. <laughs> and that's it. And really, the point is, it's just like to utilize the voice. Yeah, right? for sure. And for me, it's like, yeah, let me just get it out there. And what I love about our connection is that we'll keep it real. Yep. Um, when it doesn't feel aligned, we'll speak to that. And usually when that happens, that to me, it feels more aligned. <laughs> uh, and also just the ways that we can tap into better communication amongst each other. Yeah. Which is ever evolving. That's good. I appreciate you sharing that. Um, anything else I should ask or think that it feels good to me. I don't know what time we at. Oh, <clears throat> definitely a good time. Um, but, uh, what I would like 
to hear um to, to, to kind of keep it on brand with the with the podcast um uh like did you say like we are the one yep. so like you know something around like what makes him the one yeah yeah for sure something like that yeah and then, and then um don't forget like the tangible about like the check in but not like with that okay cool 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 because are you gonna do that with all your guests? I'm thinking. I mean, that's what we do every time we have yeah. a meeting. That's how we. That's how we start our meetings. That's just a practice we we use. I might, if it feels good, I might do it with every guest because it's just a way to drop in. Um, but we'll at least speak to it right now. Uh, all right. So we are the ones. What does that mean for you, Yusef Corley? What does it mean for you to be the one of your life? What comes up and what comes to mind when you're trying to embody this um, ideology? Yeah. Yeah. Thank you for this question. For me, it's consistency, discipline, and commitment. Uh, Just following those three concepts for just changing of my diet. I've been raw now since April 22nd. So this is 22 weeks. And I remember call just the first time, you know, you asked me, okay, I'm going to come back. (laughs) All right. (laughs) Ask me a question one more time. What does it mean to be the one? Yeah. Yeah. I love uh, how you asked me to ask it, didn't ask it. Yeah, yeah, I was like that. It's tight. That's cool, man. Go. I want to come back to it, but consistency, discipline, and commitment. Yeah. I've been able to shape my life in this phase of, just eating better. I've been raw now for 22 weeks since April 22nd of this year, uh, working within We Society and developing systems, like really owning that aspect of what I love. Like I'm passionate about like oh structure and tying things together and yeah, to be yeah, able to yeah, have yeah. A, a, a young company in which like it's ripe for these opportunities. It's like, oh, this is a breathing ground to not only build this, but also build pathways for others. And that really excites me. And so to be at this phase of the business and to see all these opportunities and know like, oh no, I I am the actual one that can do this. Yeah. Uh, I have the life skills. I've traveled. I've worked in many different occupations where I now get to bring it all together to here, to be the one. Um, so I'm, yeah, that's exciting. To and me. just for me about the food, is it hard? No. It's not hard <laughs> at all. Please, can you and what it more? feels like for me is like just like flipping of a switch. Uh, I had an opportunity to learn ways to make great food, and that's all it took for me. Now I have the wonder, the play, the exploration, the ceremony of soaking nuts, like cutting up my veggies, cutting up my fruits, and exploring all the different combinations in which I get to enjoy food. Whereas before, uh, I probably did the same thing every single day and not because I enjoyed it. It's more like, that's just what I've grown accustomed to. So yeah. it's brought back to ceremony and preparing my food again. Yeah. For, for anybody trying to alter their uh, way that they eat in any type of way, at least in this lifestyle, it's actually been really easy. The hardest part is learning new recipes, I guess, or learning a new way to prepare your food. Uh, but this is the biggest question I guess. Like, oh, it must be so challenging. It must be so hard. And it's like, no. The food tastes way better. So um, it's a lot easier. I don't have to buy a lot of oils and things like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, and as we as we grow, we'll definitely share more of those things. But I just want to get your perspective. Like, we have a company. We're working on it every day. We got places to go, things to do, to visit. 
do you feel like it was a challenge um, to do it? And I don't, even with, with kids. I guess the hardest part is just that I don't get to eat a lot with a lot of people um, or I don't get to eat the same thing as them. That's it. Sometimes I miss that camaraderie, but that's it. Yeah, definitely. There's only one spot that I eat out at outside of home, so I don't get the- Who is it? Go ahead. Give him a shout out right I now. I got a shout out to Celia. Come on. Yeah. The raw wrap, that is the only place, get a wrap or get one of the plates. But outside of that, I'm making all of my meals or just having a banana or having some fruit, right? So it's become a lot easier to access food because I only limited my options, but it's not hard at all. I mean, get the modern 21st century appliances. You need a dehydrator. You need a food processor. And again, we'll talk more about this on ongoing episodes, yep. but- yeah, you have the proper tools, what you need, just like for anything, for a vehicle, for your computer, for anything, it will help out. And All right, my last question. Yeah, what we got? What do you think you've learned about uh, being in partnership with somebody else or being in connection as we try to build something? What, what has come up for you in that experience? The importance of communication, the frequency of it, the, the impact, so like the timing and when it takes place. And and also when I say communication, not just to speak and like you make sure you hear me, but it's also to hear what's being reflected back as well. And if it's not clear, right, it's like, well, how can we build a cadence um, to find more clarity there? Throw me another way so I can say more. Oh man, shit, I don't know. <laughs> 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 I felt like that was good. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot this picture of abrupt stop. <laughs> no, it's fine, man. Yeah. They're gonna make it look great. Yeah. Um, yeah, I agree. Communication is like we are the ones we're waiting for. I gotta be the one to listen and mm -hmm. to share, to be able to go on this ride of discovery. I love how you said earlier, like everybody's trying their best, even when they don't know. Um, what their best might be. Like, so what, for wherever they are in that moment and having that grace and that patience uh, and then being able to be present enough to know what is important to me and communicate it uh, allows me to have space to also hear uh, what's being said, maybe sometimes even what's not being said. And um, I consider the ego, like it can't be about, yeah. you know, who gets the credit or what it looks like. It's like, um, this is a team. This is so even if there's gonna be friction, I mean I remember we were gonna box, uh, but like we didn't have a ref. <laughs> That's the only reason I didn't do it. Yeah. It's like cause when we did it before, it's like, okay, we know it's the rounds, yeah. blah, blah, blah. It's like, yeah. man, we gotta get this, this, uh, this friction out. Um, but knowing that it's for the end of like the mission and the goal, and that's important. And I feel like any team has that, like that's important to have. Um, and so yeah, I I think it's been a lot of fun. It's been so many just Moments that I could not have planned for. And I just feel grateful. I feel grateful to have a, a space and a place where I can be myself and see somebody else be themselves and come together to be even greater together. Like that to me is a micro, a microcosm of the macro of what we're trying to build and what's being built with the We Society. And so uh, I want to speak just a little bit to the check-ins. So when we do check-ins, uh, it's just what are you present to? Mm -hmm. what what are you present to in your body a lot of times our body there's a beautiful book called the body keeps a score uh about how we just hold emotions in our body sometimes unprocessed and so just getting a chance to tap into your body what do you feel right now 
um, whether sometimes it might be a tightness in the chest or in the stomach, as as Yusuf mentioned uh, earlier, butterflies. It's like that could be anxiety, but a lot of times it's excitement. It's like I want this to go well. So we like to start off with a check-in. What are you present to? And then some question that just helps to drop in to bring the presence of mind and heart to the space um, and then go from there. Anything you want to say about check-ins and how it's worked for you in, in, in this space? Yeah, I you know, as you said, like to have something to help bring you into your body, into your mind. One of the questions that I like to usually ask is, you know, what are you feeling right now? What do you feel in your body? And uh, if if this is your first time going through the practice, I usually like to start off with myself and answer the question before delivering to participants. And that will allow them to also be able to reflect back what they hear from you. But uh well, yeah, I guess it's time to check out now. Um, yeah, as we check out in this kind of official way, just what are you feeling now? We had this beautiful conversation. What are you present to now? And just one bit of advice for anybody that's looking to uh, build their business or find a partner in any type of way, just something you could say to them that could be potentially helpful. Yeah. Okay. You start checking out in this moment. Man, I'm feeling pumped to, to be on episode one of the We Are The Ones podcast. Pumped, excited, ready for the next phase. Like, I know there's a, a lot of opportunities in front of us right now, and so I'm just excited and, and ready to take it on. Uh, you know, we're doing this podcast right now. But yeah, let me skip to what, what can I provide to our audience you know, for me, what's very important is just physical movement. Um, a practice that I like to do every day is just stretching my body. It could be dynamic movement with just swinging of the hips and arms and just allowing it to get a natural flow in. I also kickbox and do training in those ways to really just get high intensity, move the body around. And usually with moving that energy, that allows me just to tap into a slower space. So physical movement, if it's your yoga, stretching, any form of practices to move the energy. If it's going for a jog, yeah, move your body. It's important to connect. It's important for me to connect, and I invite you all to do that for the same for you as well. But, yeah, Kareem checking out. Uh, I feel excited. Like My mind is already going. I'm like, okay, I want to ask these type of questions next time. Yeah. I want to have these segments. Uh, so I'm excited just to see how this grows and builds. Uh, Kev on stage say, you know, you got to be willing to do 500 episodes before anybody even cares. Um, and so just the the commitment that I feel to giving something that is powerful, potent, and tangible and fun. And so uh, I'm just looking forward to what yeah tomorrow could bring. Uh, I hope this. I think this is gonna be episode one, but we also we don't know as we know as. As everything has been going with us, it's like we have plans and then we go with the ships. So when, when it comes, it's going to be lit. I appreciate you coming and being my first guest for sure. Yeah. Um, yeah, I actually have no idea how to close out. So I'm going to just stop right here. Yeah. Oh, man. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> he said I got this. Yeah. We are the ones we've been waiting for. Found everything I needed, me no need to look no more. The timing was exquisite, even when I thought I missed it. I was tripping, I was falling, but I never failed. I embrace my flaws and imperfections. I am grateful for the lessons and the blessings. Remember when I was stressing, we can do anything we put our minds to. Believe that. We open to the ops and the